Welcome to the HJ Talks About Abuse podcast, the podcast where we talk about sexual abuse cases in the hope that it will assist listeners in openly discussing topics which have been ignored for too long. This podcast is brought to you by the abuse team at Hugh James. We are lawyers, so we tend to speak about the legal aspects of abuse cases, but we aren't too shy to speak up about the broader issues faced by survivors of sexual abuse too. We hope that you find it interesting, but more than that, if you are a survivor of sexual abuse, we hope that you find our discussion empowering. Hello, podcast listeners. My name is Alan Collins. I'm the head of the abuse team at Hugh James, and I am joined by my colleague, Danielle. Hi, Danielle. Hi, Alan. Danielle, you've come up with an interesting subject for this podcast, deep fakes. And um, I wanted to say deep flakes. Of course, that was... Um, a subject for another podcast. But anyway, getting back to deepfakes. So can you explain to me and our listeners what deepfakes is all about? Yes, of course. So deepfakes is now a technology, so artificial intelligence technology that you can use on your phone or any sort of digital device you have where you take a picture of someone, whether that yourself, whomever, and you can upload it onto other pictures videos, films, moving characters. So, you know, examples are you can then put yourself into a music video or you can be, you know, sat on Harry Potter's wand or anything, really. it's So someone could take a photograph of me, you know, they say, oh, that's a very handsome. Um, <laughs> um, I really, really am envious of how he looks. Let's take Alan's photograph, photograph of his face, and substitute it for whatever. Yeah, and so, yeah. I mean, there's an element that, you know, I've seen these on the internet myself, and before I really looked into the detriment side that we'll talk about, you know, some of these are quite funny. You know, you have people dressed as the elf at Christmas, for example, and, you know, as I say, you're in one of your favourite films or, you know, your parents are in some 80s, 70s films. So there's an element of it that is quite comical. Yeah, which which reminds me, a couple of weeks ago, all over social media was the footage of a Chambers court hearing in the United States where one of the attorneys was appearing with the facial features of a cat. And the judge um, (laughs) was very seriously trying to get the attorney to understand that all the judge could see was the body of the um, advocate, but with a cat face. And um, you then had the lawyer explaining that he didn't know how to get rid of the cat face. So it was uh, funny in a very serious situation. Yeah, that video, I'm sure most of our listeners will have seen because it went viral, probably because the lawyer in question felt he needed to explain to the judge that he wasn't a cat, um, which I we all probably realised. So, yeah, this is this is the basically the technology that that has come in. But what I didn't realise is I thought you had to upload, you you know, effectively a selfie and then you added it into the the script of how this worked. But it's not. You can screen grab any image of anybody, you know, that's available to you on the Internet, you know, your friends, Facebooks or any other social media where, you know, a lot of people put a lot of images of themselves these days. So it's available to everybody. And like a lot of this new technology, all these new developments in technology, it's ripe for misuse, 
and exploitation. Yes. So when I started looking into this, because I knew we were going to do a podcast on it, there were things that were coming up such as, you know, politically. So people had put Donald Trump's face and Barack Obama's voice on different things. So there was a political spin of it. You know, we've seen, especially this year, Boris Johnson has been put on a number of different types of artificial intelligence type scripts. So we can see him saying different things. So that's one element. But then, you know, it started to affect celebrities as well. So, you know, one of the the major names is, is Taylor Swift. She was placed in basically a pornography video and the statistics on that the download for that was you know I think it's in eight weeks over 90,000 people watched that video which must be incredibly upsetting for her her family yes yeah, extremely upsetting you know it's it's exploitation that's the that must be the appropriate term that's terrible so far that the list that I've seen it has been primarily female celebrities politicians naming big big names but it's not just a celebrity culture that people are doing this. This is now happening to everyday individuals. The difficulty yes, is, is those images are then there, out there. And of course, what may appear on the surface to be quite innocent, actually on closer examination is not. So I have seen, for example, reports, pretty sure concerning online dating or online, for want of, I think to use the correct term, hookups, you know, let's be grown up about it, where people have taken not just necessarily the profiles of people that they consider to be attractive, but also their, you know, their features, their sort of, um, you know, features of their body, so to speak, and, you know, substituted those for their own in order to present themselves as being a more attractive proposition. And you think, well, yeah, you know, what? where's this going? What next? And of course, you know, effectively, they are taking without permission the attributes of that person, not just their, you know, the, the sort of the attributes of their, their makeup, so to speak, but they're also their physical attributes. You know, they're literally taking without consent all the sorts of different aspects that, make, that made up that human being. And so it is a form of exploitation isn't it as well as a deception yeah and I mean the statistics that are coming out now and and you know we're probably a bit behind times in knowing the true extent of this is that 90 percent of the the face you know app changes that are going on on these videos that end up being pornography videos apparently 90 percent of those aren't consensual the person that is featuring in that video or, or face has now been put into that video probably has no idea and then we are in this position where we've talked about this numerous times before is this then part of revenge porn are you you know waking up and somebody saying to you oh I've seen this video of you on the internet and technology is very good today so people may not realize that this is just an app this is not you and again as we've talked about with revenge porn previously it then may be on numerous different website and then you have the problem of trying to prove to this website that you haven't consented and then get it removed it's just a real minefield for somebody that this this happens to and i think those who do this who are taking images and using them for their own purposes need to be conscious that actually there may not only be a criminal liability but also a civil liability i'm in the process of settling a case as we speak where the tort of deceit 
has been the main route that we've travelled down in order to get our clients' compensation. Deceit means deceit, deceiving. And those who decide to take photographs of other people and use them for their own purposes need to be very careful that they themselves are not going to fall foul of the tort of deceit because if they are deceiving, then, as I said, you know, there may not only be criminal offences being committed, but they may well be liable in civil law to pay compensation to those that they have exploited. I think much more is going to come of this. As we've talked about numerous times, technology is so fast-paced moving at this time. The laws, they struggle to keep up, I think. that A number of the main platforms for social media, such as Pornhub, Facebook, Twitter, They've tried to ban this type of intelligence, I guess. And so, you know, they are also looked at heavily with the legislation and what they're doing to make sure that this isn't going online as much as possible. But yes, I think the individual themselves that are doing this, hopefully, you know, will be looked at and going forward, there will be changes in the law and hopefully this will form part of any revenge porn legislation that that will come out. Yes, and I think you brought to my attention the fact that a young man was jailed for 16 weeks or so in order to pay compensation for photoshopping pictures of a female intern. So that, I think, serves as a sharp reminder that behaving in this particular way has painful consequences. Yeah, most definitely. And there's also a campaign called My Image, My Choice, which is running at the moment. And I think they offer some guidance and support. But, you know, as we always say, if you've got any concerns that that something's involving yourself, contact the website that this is on, if you know, and tell them that you haven't consented to this. And, of course, contact police and contact solicitors to see if they can offer you some guidance on it. Yeah, you know, depending on the circumstances, you know, there are long-standing legal remedies that victims can use, but it does sound as though um, legislators at Westminster need to be looking and at legislation, seeing if it needs to be updated. And I think you also mentioned that the UK Law Commission may be doing some work in this area too. Yeah, well, I, I think that the point is, is because it's tech, again, it's almost got to be a global stance because... The laws at the moment vary. The United States have got a different stance on it compared to the UK, compared to places like China, because there's a different impact. But, you know, they are there are victims in all these countries. You know, celebrities have come out in all of these countries that have been impacted by it. So there needs to be a strong stance because obviously social media doesn't have boundaries, really, does it, on where they're based anymore? No, it's fantastic what's been achieved in this world over you know the last couple of years and of course during the you know our pandemic you know we've been so dependent on the internet and social media and all the various developments in order to carry on so to speak you know it's just been incredible and it's astonishing what's been achieved but with all these advancements there is clearly considerable risks and great scope for misuse and the causing of much mischief yeah, the dark side, yeah. The dark side. Thank you very much. Thank you for suggesting this as a podcast topic. As always, thank you, listeners. If you have any suggestions for a future podcast, then please contact Danny or myself. If you would like to take part in a podcast with Danny and myself, 
please do volunteer. We're always um, looking for guests. And if you'd like to be a guest on one of our podcasts, then we would be delighted to have you on. So thank you very much. And please do join us next week for our next podcast. Thanks, Danny. Thanks, Alan. Thank you for listening to this episode of HJ Talks About Abuse. You can subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or your favourite podcast player. If you'd like to speak to us about something you've heard today, we'd love to hear from you. Email us at aboutabuse at hjtalks.co.uk.